It's Tuesday, January 10, 2012. We know we can no longer afford to turn our backs on the rivers of America and iconic landscapes like the Grand Canyon. The Grand Canyon is safe, at least for now. The Obama administration's historic move to protect the nation's fisheries. No snow for Colorado, too much snow in Alaska. Plus, Republican presidential climate deniers visit a very warm New Hampshire. All of that and more straight ahead from bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Why have we decided that this one particular factor, carbon dioxide, is in fact the tip of the tail that wags the entire dog? Because the scientists who have devoted their entire lives to this issue have said as much. That's the question, and some people have very strong feelings that it it is that. There are a lot of other people who don't. Right. Some people, like the scientists who have devoted their lives to the issue, and the other people who don't, like those who are running for president and counting on money from the fossil fuel industry to do so. Like you, Mr. Santorum, this is your Green News Report. Okay, Daz, I know that whenever there's a cold snap across the nation, Fox News likes to point that out and say, what global warming? Well, we have had record temperatures this winter. It has been warm from Los Angeles to North Dakota to New Hampshire. Is Fox News reporting that concern? Oh, absolutely not. Imagine that. And we should also repeat for Mr. Santorum, again, 98% of all climate scientists, the people who study this stuff, say carbon dioxide is the primary factor in dangerous global warming. You mean some people, as he likes to call them. Yes, some scientifically oriented people. And we should note that all of the Republican presidential candidates are anti-science to some extent, even former Utah Governor John Huntsman, who publicly accepts the scientific evidence on global warming, says he's against doing anything about it. Even though the scientists have recommended that we do. Yes. Got it. But despite such pervasive anti-science obstructionism, action is being taken to protect the Grand Canyon. Every generation of Americans faces moments when we must choose between the pressures of the now and the protection of the timeless. On Monday, Secretary of the Interior Ken Salazar officially announced a moratorium on new uranium mining claims on land surrounding the Grand Canyon, protecting one of the nation's most popular tourist destinations and the primary water supply for seven states. But it's only for the next 20 years. Republicans and the mining industry, not surprisingly, slammed the move as harming jobs. But Salazar responded in his speech that current jobs in tourism and outdoor recreation far outweigh any potential loss of future mining jobs. Conservation is also part of job creation. Four million people from all over the world come and visit the Grand Canyon every year. Tourism generates three and a half billion dollars in local economic activity. Another historic policy move by the Obama administration this week to protect our food supply. This week, the U.S. announced catch limits on all species of fish caught in U.S. waters. It's the first in the world. After a lengthy negotiation process of five years that brought together all stakeholders, including individual fishermen, the new administration policy imposes an absolute maximum catch on all species in U.S. waters for 2012, ending regional mismanagement management that allowed dangerous levels of overfishing. This move protects all species from overfishing before they collapse, which is a kind of a novel idea, apparently. 
Following on 2011's record-breaking extreme weather, 2012's winter extremes are already jumping into the record books. But in the opposite direction, the National Guard has been called out to help residents of Nome, Alaska, who are in danger of running out of food and fuel after record snowfall over the weekend. But it's a different story in the continental U.S., a bizarrely warm January so far across the entire country, with record warm temperatures on average 40 degrees above normal, even in northern states like North Dakota and New Hampshire. No snow and no rain makes the first week of January 2012 the driest on record in the U.S. Lack of snow is already hurting ski resorts and worrying water managers in the Mountain West. If this low snowpack continues, it's not just bad for tourism. It could also mean drought in the Rockies and the Midwest this summer. Now, environmentalists always talk about uh, don't worry about the weather. It's the climate that is a concern. Is this a matter of a mild winter, mild weather, not uh, really affecting the climate per se? Climate scientists long ago predicted that with global warming, we would see more extreme and intense weather events occurring more frequently. And that's exactly what we're seeing now. Meteorologist Jeff Masters of Weather Underground says these jet stream patterns have broken records in four of the last six years. So in other words, we're going from extremely cold, extremely wet and snowy winters to extremely warm and extremely dry winters. Yes, exactly as predicted by climate scientists. Oh, you mean some people, as Rick Santorum would call them. For more on those stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, some people can check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. While you're there, please consider a donation to help support the Green News Report. We rely on you to stay on your public airwaves. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. I really can't stay. But baby, it's hot outside. But baby, it's high outside. This evening has been hoping that you drop in.